Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. The Colts have a decision to make, and I don't think they're quite ready to make it, and I agree that they shouldn't be quite ready to make it. Chris Ballard spoke to the media yesterday. We'll talk about Carson Wentz, the decision ahead for the Colts about Carson Wentz. Indiana played poorly in the second half, didn't match Iowa's intensity. Thus, they lose a winnable game on the road again. This is Breakfast with Kent. For Friday, January 14th, 2022, we're brought to you as always by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Michael Neal, the best dentist that there is in the land. Utilize him, hire him, make him your dentist, 317-849-2933 is the number. Okay, Chris Ballard spoke to the media yesterday, and like Frank Reich before him in his season wrap, no commitment to Carson Wentz, said they weren't going to talk both Reich and Ballard. We're not going to talk about the roster and how it's going to be kind of comprised in 2022. And then Ballard kind of went down the roster and said, we love this guy, we love that guy. Carson Wentz, no pledge of love. So, should Carson Wentz be retained? Here's the deal. If he's cut before the third day of the NFL year, of the 2022 NFL year, which comes in March, He costs $15 million. If the Colts retain him under contract at that time, the remaining $12 million of Wentz's deal in 2022 guarantees, then after 2022, he can be cut without penalty. So, should the Colts spend the amount of money that they spent on Jacoby Brissett as Phillip Rivers' backup, should they spend that money to retain Carson Wentz? Here's sort of the deal with Carson Wentz. We got to remember, look, I know, the freshest memory of Carson Wentz the last two games, against the Raiders, against the Jaguars, against the Jaguars, he was hot garbage, against the Raiders, not much better down the stretch in the season, other than that game Christmas night in Arizona. Carson Wentz, not great, but he had a six-game stretch earlier in the season where in five of those games, Wentz had a passer rating of 100 plus 
had 14 touchdown passes, only two interceptions. For that six-game stretch, Carson Wentz looked like a guy who somehow could get this Colts team to the playoffs and deep into the playoffs. What was the deal in those six games? What was the deal in the other 11? Early in the season, we get it. Carson Wentz had an ankle out of hell after Aaron Donald fell on it and almost broke it. He had no camp, so he didn't have time to be able to get into some kind of rhythm with Pittman and Hilton and those guys. Look, you've got to understand not just why he was bad when he was bad, but why he was good when he was good. And when he was good, Carson Wentz was good. Good enough. Should have gone, during that six-game stretch, should have gone undefeated. Should have gone 6-0. and Could easily have done that. The one game where the Colts and, and Wentz, when Wentz didn't get the 100 for the passer rating, that was the overtime loss to the Titans. Can the Colts roll it back with Wentz, given their schedule? Their schedule is stout next year. Obviously, they play twice against their division opponents, the Titans, the Texans, and the Jaguars. They also play home games against the Steelers, playoff team, Chiefs, playoff team, Eagles, playoff team, Chargers, almost playoff team, and the Washington football team, whatever the hell they're going to be called in 2022. Away, they play against Dallas, playoff team, the Raiders, good, we get to go to Vegas, fun, playoff team, Patriots, playoff team, Broncos, Vikings, and Giants. That's eight games against playoff teams, assuming that the the Texans and the Jaguars still suck. That gives the Colts about seven games you can look at and say, by God, we ought to win those games. It's a tough schedule, really tough schedule, paying you know, for that 2020 schedule, which was not too terribly tough. This is going to be a tough one. Who can you bring in? And look, here's the deal. And yesterday I misspoke. And thanks to Brian Whitney for pointing this out. I said that the Colts had starting quarterbacks, different starting quarterbacks, but Jacoby Brissett in two of the seasons, same, right? In 17, when Luck was hurt, 18, Luck, 19, Brissett, 20, Rivers, 21 Wentz. However, in 2017, the starting quarterback at the beginning of the season for the Indianapolis Colts was Scott Tolzien. Yee! I had scrubbed from my memory that bleak day against the Rams when Scott Tolzien started for the Colts. Holy crap! That was an easy decision. That was like, ugh! Can't have that. Do not put that guy back on the field. Are we psychotic? Wentz, a completely different situation, but if they replace him, that would be the sixth different opening day starter in six seasons under Chris Ballard as a general manager. You have got to get, and Ballard said this yesterday, you've got to get the quarterback situation settled so year after year after year, you're not constantly swapping guys out. It's madness. You cannot win that way. How good did the Colts have it from 1998 through 2010? They had it pretty good. Peyton Manning as the regular guy, old 18, the reliable Peyton Manning, minus the knee surgery and the infection. And then, of course, in 2011, as he's having neck surgery after neck surgery, trying to figure out how to get back on the field, 
The Colts said adios, built him a statue, retired his number, right? Peyton Manning in Denver went to two Super Bowls, won one of them. Not necessarily the best decision that uh, Jim Irsay, Ryan Grigson ever made in their lives. Um, What decision is Chris Ballard going to make? The next four to six weeks are going to tell the tale. They're going to look at the tape. They're going to figure out why the good, why the bad. Can we replicate the good and ignore the bad or replace the bad? Somehow have good Carson replace bad Carson for that stretch of road in 2022. Because during those six games, during that six-game six stretch, it was what? Miami, Baltimore, Houston, uh, 49ers, Tennessee, and the Jets. Played really, really well. Well enough. I don't know what kind of a Kurt Warner video would be put together to describe his play during those games, but he was good. Must have been making good decisions because the numbers were good and the results were good. The loss against Baltimore and the Titans notwithstanding. 14 touchdowns, 2 interceptions, 100 passer rating grade in 5 of those 6 games. All right, Indiana. Indiana lost last night for the same reason that they lost at Wisconsin. Because when you corner an opponent on their floor, they are not going to lay down and wither like they do at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. They are going to come out like caged animals and fight their asses off for their lives because their coach puts the fear of hell in them at halftime. And the crowd turns just a little bit surly, and then as they play hard, the crowd lifts them. That's what happened last night. Indiana up 11 in the first half, then up 7 at halftime. Iowa came out, played really, really hard. 23 turnovers were forced by the Hoosiers. I told you yesterday, you cannot have live ball turnovers against Iowa. They're going to kill you off those turnovers. Iowa did. They win that game 83-74. Trace Jackson Davis was better than Keegan. Keegan Really, really good. Uh, Of the two Murrays, you got Keegan, you got Chris. Trace was much better than Keegan, who over this season has looked like a Big Ten Player of the Year candidate. He got into foul trouble. Trace looked good. His twin brother, Keegan's twin brother, Chris, looked really good. He looked like a Big Ten Player of the Year candidate. Iowa, they get it done because they responded to adversity in a positive way and fought like hell, and Indiana did not elevate their level of effort to what Iowa was putting out there. And you've got to do that. And in the first half, Indiana flat out played Iowa, minus a stretch where Mike Woodson went line change and brought five subs off the bench, not at the same time, but almost the same time, had them all on the floor at the same time, and that was the portion of the game where Iowa outscored Indiana 12-0 can't do that. And and I really, for the first time, I saw Mike Woodson late in that game look confused. Look like, I, I don't know what's happening. I got no answer for this. And that's not an indictment of Mike Woodson. That happens to coaches. I saw it happen to the great Brad Stevens at St. Louis University back in 2012 and into 13, where he stood on the sidelines as, uh, I think it was 12, 
as slew ratcheted up the defensive intensity to the point where Butler had no answer. I, I saw Brad in a timeout just look like, uh, good golly, I got nothing. Like, these guys are just playing defense at a level that we cannot match. That happens in college basketball. It happened last night as Iowa took Indiana to the woodshed. IU hit 50% from the field. They were not bad. Parker Stewart, not bad. Miller Cop, not bad. They didn't shoot it enough. Uh, Xavier Johnson, my God. Look, look, whatever happens this offseason, somehow, someway, Mike Woodson's got to get a competent point guard in Bloomington to play because he's got no answer right now. Xavier Johnson is not the guy. Rob Finnessy is not the guy. Uh, Christian Lander is not the guy. Maybe they can get Christian Lander to the point where he can function on the defensive end and the offensive end as a point guard. Right now, that's obviously not the case, but Xavier Johnson is not it. Way too many turnovers, way too sloppy with the basketball, uh, way too scattershot in the way he executes his tasks. He attacks sometimes. He facilitates other times. When he attacks, Indiana's offense is terrible. Bang and bang, and it reminds me of Travis Best with the Pacers. I've said that before, but it's absolutely true. What are they doing? Indiana, they got Nebraska coming up on Monday, Monday evening, kind of that game, 6 o'clock on BTN. Got to be able to go to Nebraska, get the win. That would be Mike Woodson's first road win. Key for Indiana to be able to beat Nebraska if they want to go to the NCAA tournament. Wild cards this weekend. Look, the only way that I can watch any kind of competitive thing, whether it's a football game, basketball game, uh, baseball game, it doesn't matter to the sport, hockey game, soccer game, is I got to either love one team or I got to hate a team. This weekend, the wild card games line up very, very nicely for me. Uh, Vegas at Cincinnati. I don't like the Raiders. I don't like Raiders fans. Cincinnati fans, they're kind of like Colts fans. They're reasonable people. They're not bad guys. It's a nice city, right? Joe Burrow, competitive quarterback. Weapons built from the outside in. Go figure. I like Cincinnati against Vegas. And then you've got the Patriots at Buffalo. Buffalo, another city filled with nice people. The Patriots, I hate them. Nothing I would rather see than Bob Kraft go back to Foxborough with his tail between his legs, hating life because his Patriots had lost. Sunday, Sunday, the Eagles at the Buccaneers. I want Philly because Nick Sirianni is a hell of a nice guy, and I want to see Tom Brady lose. I also like uh, Bruce Arians, but that's not enough to trump my hatred, my loathing, despite a begrudging respect for Tom Brady. 49ers at Dallas, who doesn't love to watch Jerry Jones lose? In his house, in the postseason, Cowboys back in the playoffs, that's going to make watching the 49ers and Chicago and Jimmy Garoppolo winning all the more fun. You've got the Steelers and the Chiefs. I like Patrick Mahomes, nice guy. Ben Roethlisberger, I haven't forgotten what you did, how you treated women. I don't like Ben Roethlisberger. I don't want him to win. I hope it's his last game, and I hope he gets beat 56 to nothing. Can't wait for Wild Card Weekend. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this Friday. Ring the birthday bell. 
I don't know how that suddenly became the birthday bell, but it has. Uh, Curtis Simmons, happy birthday. Mark Deitch, happy birthday. Melissa Denzik, Doug Lutman, happy birthday. Michael Lundy, Chad Dunwoody, the great Mike Krauser, celebrating a birthday. I'm telling you, the staff at WMAQ in Chicago in the late 80s and early 90s was the best radio staff in the history of the medium. Mike Krauser, a big part of it. Joe McCardle, also a big part of it, doing great things in production in Chicago, things that have never been done. Imaging his radio station in a way that is absolutely unique and wonderful. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you know what? Lift somebody up. We celebrated the life of a great dude, Rick Raffanello, who I had known for over 40 years. All Rick did in his life was lift people up. That's all he did. Loved people, lifted them. Fantastic guy. Be like Rick Raffanello this weekend. We'll talk to you later today inside Indiana Sports. Lots to talk about. So much to talk about. My goodness. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.